Welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Hey, James. Hey, Scott. Welcome back to another week. Yeah, great week to be back. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's do a good one today. Controversial one. Battlefield. Dramatic one. Yeah. Sorry, I just thought about if waffles were like boys. If waffles were like what? You don't have a you don't have a little one yet, so you don't know. I don't. There's this book for boys. If waffles were like boys, huh? And the f- next page is breakfast would be a battlefield, and we're gonna battle today. So okay, I immediately thought of that book. That reference went right over so those my of head. you with little Let's ones go. at home, you know. And if you have a little boy coming, for anyone in the world, send them. If waffles were like boys, okay. <laughs> but I digress. Is that the end of the episode? Are we done? That's it. That's all. That's all we're here Thank for. Thank you today. all for listening. We'll see mm-hmm. you next time. Daxton's <laughs> gonna love this episode. Okay, uh, we have another listener question. Yeah, great. You want me to read it? I'll I'll dive into it if that's okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's from Jay. Thanks, Jay, for writing in. Um, and again, guys, we love your listener questions. Keep them coming. Whether it's talking about you know your own uh, personal situation, and we'll try to frame it up in a way that's helpful while not giving full advice because obviously we don't have all the answer, all the information to give you true advice. Um, or it's a bigger question like this one. Um, just send them on in because we're going to be as helpful to you as we can. So Jay writes in, um, given the toxic political climate that currently exists in this country, I recognize that my question may be a difficult one to address on your podcast. Nevertheless, here it is. And we say, bring it. Bring it. (laughs) Uh, As a person who considers himself neutral politically or officially an independent, I was wondering if there's a way to determine how the stock market has fared over time when a Republican was president versus when a Democrat was president, oh man, I can just feel the tension building there, yeah? Stated differently, which political party has presided over a better stock market performance over the years? I ask this because my sense is that there's an assumption that Republican presidential administration would be more pro-business and therefore more likely to preside over a rise in the stock market over time. It occurred to me that my assumption may or may not be accurate. Thanks for your podcast. Mm -hmm. I do enjoy it quite a bit. Thanks for writing in, Jay. Great. I was this? not aware of a toxic political climate. What? Yeah, yeah. really? Yeah, well, let's, yeah. let's jump in. It would be nice if we could focus on, yeah, not be so po- toxic, but hey, we'll try not to be here. Scott and I are going to share all of our deeply held political beliefs on this episode. Yes. And judge fear. Um, no, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about this. And, and I think what we'll do is we'll address this question specifically, and then we'll also tie this into the bigger picture how how do things like who's in office or things like that, how should they impact our investment strategy? Yeah. Not just politics though, but everything. And we'll kind of go through a few different things. Absolutely. I love, um, love what we're gonna have with this. So, you know, who who is better? What do you think? Well, let's just make let's just make a guess. Yeah. Who's gonna be better? Pro business, right? You'd think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we actually we actually didn't look up who which political party wins or loses, and we'll get to the reason why we mm-hmm. did that in the future. But 
we did think look back at it over time, and as far as we can bring data back, there have been 15 presidents. Yep. Eight have been Republican, seven have been Democrat. Do you you would think that one of them would would kind of change the course and trajectory of the stock market. Mm-hmm. But when we go look at the numbers, what do we find? We find that the stock market does quite well, regardless of who's in office. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm I'm not kidding, Scott. I'm looking at the paper right here and it says so right in front of me. Yeah. Now, this is the is there oh, there's there's so many levels that we can go with this. We'll have to kind of start with the best ones, the most important ones. There there is the, I went to a uh, I was at a conference one time. And you go to conferences? This was like before COVID? Yeah, but this was 2018, I think. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the good old days. Yeah. yeah. Back when I was a younger man. I was at a conference and mm-hmm. it was it was mostly business owners at the conference. And the yeah. speaker, he was he was making a presentation and he was saying, raise your hand if you think your business will do better. We'll we'll be further ahead five years from from today. Mm-hmm. And every business owner confident in their own business says, of course. And hundred percent of the hands went up. Right. I said, okay. Now raise your hand if you think the stock market will be higher or lower five years from today. Or or, or raise your hand if you think the stock market will be higher five years from today. And maybe about a quarter of the third or a third of the rooms, hands went up. Right. And so it was this concept of when we hear stock market, it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't really register what the stock market is. Mm-hmm. But when I'm looking at myself or when you're looking at yourself or when a business owner is looking at themselves, it's there. I wasn't waiting around. You weren't waiting around to see who was going to win this past election to see should I still stay in business or not. No. You're going to find a way to run your business. I'm going to find a way to run my business. Everyone's going to find a way to run their business regardless of who's in office. Yes, there will be different laws. There will be different tax policy. There will be different things that go into play. Um, But at the end of the day, we're investing in businesses, not a president, not a political party, not even really an economy, Yeah, but businesses that operate within that. And I think that's a key distinction that needs to be made because without that, it does seem like who's president or who's in Congress or what laws are being passed should have a really, really significant impact on how the stock market does. Yeah. And, and especially like right now, uh, in this moment, we have this, we're in this moment where we have a new administration coming out of COVID. They're going to try to do some big things in, uh, you know, in the presidency and with Congress to perhaps change some, try to change some tax laws and try to fund some things and do an infrastructure plan and all these things. And we'll see whether or not they can actually get this stuff done. But it starts bringing up these questions for us, right? Like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen for our future? Should I be worried about what's going to happen in the stock market because they're going to go make these changes or because this, this particular, um, Groups now in power versus the other, mm-hmm. right? And when you pull back for a second and look big picture, what you're getting at is look at the individuals. The individuals wake up tomorrow morning to go better their own lives. That just means one, capitalism works. Not saying that there couldn't be checks for certain situations, right? That's one of the reasons government exists, for instance, to regulate industries that need to be regulated. We're one of them. Um, but people wake up in the morning to better their own lives. And the stock market, is a voting machine where you get to own companies. And if you don't believe in those companies and they're not doing a good job for you, you're probably not going to own their stock Mm -hmm. and they're going to go out of business. Mm -hmm. So for them to stay in business, they have to wake up every day and try to better the lives of themselves and the people that they work for and their customers and serve them. And when you do that and you focus on that, equities rise. Yeah. And it, and it's not just a story that we're that makes sense. You know, you say that and it, it clicks. It makes sense. But does the data show that? Absolutely. 
Again and again. If you go back to 1933, which granted was at the bottom of the Great Depression, if you had invested $10,000 in the, the S&P 500, which is just a collection of the biggest 500 or so companies here in the US, that $10,000 with dividends reinvested grew to over $150 million, which is an insane number to even think about. Yeah, it's tough to fathom. So even reduce that. $1,000 invested in the S&P 500 grew to $15 million. Right. Now, it wasn't just Republican-controlled country over that time. It wasn't just a Democrat-controlled country over that time, no. whether in the House or the Senate or the president. It was a whole bunch of Republicans and a whole bunch of Democrats. Yes. And I would say that it didn't grow, 10,000 didn't grow to 150 million because of those presidents. In large part, it grew to 150 million in spite of whoever was president, because that's not really what we're invested in. And now I don't want to take the stance that who is president doesn't matter. I don't think anyone would say that. Definitely matters. But when it comes to how it shapes our investment policy and what we can expect, it, it, regardless of who's been office, there's been extraordinary growth in companies and capitalism and, yeah. and things growing over that time period. Yeah. And it's, it's easy. It's like another way to kind of reframe it. And I kind of think of like, if you think about the the stock market working and you think about one of those old, like one of those beautiful, you know, like around the holidays, you'll see those um, Swiss watchmaker ads and you'll see the movement of all the different components. Uh, all those components are different factors that are driving that watch, right? Well, the political system is not as big of a factor when you look at what drives return in the end as like capitalism, mm -hmm. people just waking up to go better their own lives and help better the lives of other people, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, I'd rather focus on what, what we can control and what's helpful to us. And it's good to know this data to help, um, to help take a look at that. You know, another thing I think you could look at if you, if you really want to, if you want to go next, just to touch next level on it is not only just think about like, do the, um, is the, you know, does it matter when who's in power, the president's in power, because the president only has so much power, then you could again, go look at the idea of, well, what if there's a unified government versus a mixed government or uh, a unified Congress, but the president's another power and going back from 1933, all the way through the, uh, as far as we had the data, we see that in all instances, um, on average, things are positive for the market, mm -hmm. right? It, it actually, it's just not as big of a factor as, um, as the government might, <laughs> the politicians might want it to be, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It definitely makes sense. Or, or, or as, as investors want it to be. Yeah. Everyone views their investments through the lens of their, their political leanings. Um, but it really, it has not made a significant difference. And this doesn't just apply to politics. Mm. You know, it's we so could true. go back yeah. it, and anything could be an excuse not to invest. And the, the greatest thing about we, we people love to talk about passive investing or passive investments and passive income. To me, the stock market is one of the most truly passive income investments you can make. Yeah. You know, we, real estate can be great, but it's not really passive. You look at what goes into that and the time and the effort and the energy and dealing with tenants and right. repairing a roof and yada yada. And there are right. businesses that in some ways are passive income, but there's still a lot of work that goes in it. With the stock market, it's truly passive. You just put your money in and you let it ride. The price you're paying is you're having to deal with the uncertainty and you're having to deal with the the craziness that's always going to be happening. You 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 get paid by watching the dips happen and not changing yes. your stance. Yes. That's when you get paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Because we were talking about 
politics right now. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, this is maybe an especially important time to be, maybe it's, it's on, it's top of mind for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But we had things like Brexit. We had the Eurozone debt crisis. 2008, we had a major subprime mortgage crisis. There's a 9-11 terrorist attacks. There's a dot-com crash. There was uh, the savings and loan crisis. There was uh, Black Monday where the Dow Jones dropped 23% in a single day. You had inflation in the mid-teens. You had uh, oil prices quadruple. Like, you just had so many crazy things over the past several decades. Right that there's always going to be something that's screaming at you on the headlines, this is why you shouldn't be investing. This yes. is a terrible time to be an investor. Yeah. Yet despite it, if you plot just the, a graph of what the stock market's done over this time, there's ups and downs, but those downs are pretty small relative to the ups. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of a permanent up into the right trend over the past 100 plus years, punctuated by some really painful, but very temporary downturns caused by some of this yeah i mean there's 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 obviously periods of time when it can go down or negative you know interestingly enough just look when we we're when i was looking back over the um because of the the mention uh when jay mentioned like pro business it reminded me of like i always you know I, I grew up in the midwest so i grew up in a place where like democrats not dare run when i was growing up as a kid and it, it reminded me that like you know just going like oh well clearly so-and-so is pro business so then the markets are going to do well well during during um uh, Bush's era, after we just had that big tech boom happen, and then there was a big lull of of growth and and recon and kind of consolidation that just had to happen in our space. So we, we had negative returns with a, with Republicans leading the way, and that it pro just business. it doesn't really have to do with who's pro business or not pro business. It's just where are we at in the economic cycle, what's driving everything, and over the long run, do people wake up in the morning and go, how do I make this world a better place? How do I better my own position in life? How do I help other people? Mm-hmm. That's capitalism, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it works. It does. It's been it's been proven to grow people's personal net worth. It's been proven to take people out of poverty, and it's this is why we invest. If if you look at the future and don't legitimately believe that the future will be better today than today, there, there's really not a reason to invest in stocks, right? And we're investing with the expectation that things are getting better. Can we prove that? Absolutely not. We can never really prove anything, right? But to bet well, against that is to bet against, yeah. You're, you're, you're correct. Serious yeah. Bet. Well, the the other thing too, though, is um, you know, we usually and and we're I'm getting a touch geeky here, but there's this thing that we call we we get these things that we call risk premiums. It's kind of how you can think of it that you get when you go invest. I right now can go put my money in an online bank account and earn 0.4 percent, and it will not go down. But I can't make more. Mm-hmm. That's my risk-free rate right now. Mm-hmm. If I want to make more than that, I have to go invest in something and go along for the ride of the ups and the downs. And the whole idea is if I do that and the risk premium's correct, I should make more money than just having my money in that money market account mm-hmm. over a period of time. Mm-hmm. That's and you look at the historical trend and, and that's exactly what happens with investing in stocks. We don't know who's going to win in the future. So that's, we can geek out a different day. That's why we like to talk about in the past, we talked about diversification and global diversification and all those things. But if you just, if you use these principles and you put them to work for you and you don't worry about so much about what the other people are doing or what is the next thing that's coming, we're trying to time that thing. um, And instead you focus on the things you can control. How much can you save? Where can you save to? How can you grow your own income? How can you have the right amount of debt for yourself to be helpful in your own life if you need some? You know, you start focusing on these core things, you can do really well for yourself. Yeah, it just gets a lot easier. 
when you, when your financial planning and investment strategy is based upon things like who's in office, what's inflation going to do, is Elon Musk going to mention Dogecoin on Saturday Night Live? Right. You know, it's it, 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 it that it's just so many things are out of your control. <laughs> totally. By the time it's there, that's just going to make no sense. It's going to be. Oh, it'll still make sense. Past. Yeah. Anyway, remember the reference. <laughs> it's it, it's so frustrating. It's so overwhelming because you're trying to do something that's that's based on something totally outside of your control. Yeah. But when you focus on how much you're saving, what you're investing into, that's demonstrating an ability to to generate returns over time. Um, how much you need to be saving for long-term goals and short-term goals. What are you doing to manage your tax bracket? What are you doing to uh, whatever it might be? That's where things are pretty can be pretty and simple and straightforward if you're focus if you know what to focus on. Yeah. When you focus on the wrong things, it can be very overwhelming and very difficult to be successful at it. Yeah. You know the other the interesting thing here is these are the things they always come up for us and they come up because the news needs to sell us things. They need to sensationalize things to get us to pay attention, right? It, so it's like it's kind of like it helps them get eyeballs on TV to pay attention to what the story is, and we need to we need to talk about how telling people you know our podcast is basically telling you guys again and again in different ways that investing should be boring but it works that it should feel like watching grass grow right that that there are things that you're going to get excited about and be want to make emotional choices on and that's probably the worst time to make that choice like a lot of our job as an advisor is to help people look at what they want to build put the infrastructure in place and then help make sure that we keep making the next steps. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, I often think of it like a, a great coach, you know, like think any best athlete out there has a coach. They don't have a coach to teach them how to play the game or the technical side of the game. They have them there to help make sure that they stay in the game, right. And help them make the little tiny tweaks. And that's really what this is all about. But the, the point, the point I'm trying to make here is, um, you, there's always something to be emotionally about, emotional about. There's always something to get excited about. Keep coming back to the core fundamentals of what you can be doing and what is the next step that you can take to control your own outcome. Mm -hmm. Well said. Yeah. Well, that might be a good place to wrap this. Was it a battle? I didn't even feel like we battled well, enough. Yeah, shoot. Next time. Yeah. If it was, I hope I won. I don't know that we battle. <laughs> just, just physique wise, not that you guys see us, but James would win. <laughs> Hands down. Unless we have to run like 80 miles. Yeah, you'll take <laughs> then that. Then I might I'll, beat I'll, you. I'll give up. <laughs> One of my goals in life is to never run a marathon. So uh, uh, the running pieces. Yeah. Not, not my strong suit. All right. Well, Jay, I hope I hope this was helpful for you. Um, the answer is it it short answer is it, it doesn't matter. Um, but, but a lot of, a lot of information around yeah, what you can't control and can't control. What do we, yeah, we could, that could have been a five second episode. Hey Jay, thanks for the question. It doesn't matter. Uh, see you next week. Yeah, but no, we, we do appreciate the questions. Please keep them coming. If you guys, if these are helpful for you, please, um, leave us a review or, or share on like where you guys do your social media thing, um, to help spread the word about what we do and how we help make real personal finance, um, as simple as possible so that everyone can start to make better choices in their own lives. Yes, that's right. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a five-star review. And if you have a question that you'd like for us to answer, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website at realpersonalfinance.co. And there's a section on the bottom of each page there where you can submit your question for us to answer in a future episode. 
Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.